back, everybody. You meet in a tavern presents Void episode 12.1. I'll do the quick recap. Um, Everybody got back to... uh, to pallet town the pallet town of void headquarters and it's a scramble to get out of there uh jimmy you were paired up with um a gentleman a tall lanky gentleman dressed in all black named momochi that's where we are that's where we're starting and it's a mad scramble to get out of pallet town as soon as uh geneva and the recognizable but you don't quite know who it is void member uh, head towards the the copper the the helicopters. Uh, Momochi grabs you by your arm, and uh, he just he he just uh, kind of has like a, a soft spoken uh, kind of high pitched voice. All right, let's go. And he takes off sprinting towards uh, the north part of Pallet Town. Um, as you guys hit the north end of Pallet Town and the road kind of leading north out of it, uh, it's it's what you might recognize or may have heard of. It's uh, Route 1 to Viridian City. Does Viridian City exist in this mythos? It, it does. It does. Um, perhaps not in the fashion that you uh, might might have known it from a video <laughs> game, per se, uh, but it's, it does exist. It's not four houses and a gym? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Um, so as you guys are uh, running kind of in lockstep uh, off the road, but, you know, within 10 feet, we'll save the road, just staying as shrouded as possible so you can move as quickly as possible. Um Momochi turns to you. um, We need to sneak through Viridian City and make it through Viridian Forest to the north of that. Once we get to Pewter City, we're going to be extracted by the Johto Aerialists. Let's go. Okay. And um, as you guys are are making your way up uh, Route 1, Route 1, unbeknownst to you... Actually, you know what? Let's let's make it fun. Uh, Perception check. Give me a perception check. Uh... Five. Okay, so <clears throat> you guys are making about three-fourths of the way up uh, Route 1. And uh, you can uh, kind of see the uh, the kind of shell of the sign that used to say uh, Viridian City. Uh, similar to kind of the sign to Palatown almost. Um, but as you approach, uh, out of nowhere, three more people dressed in all black athletic gear, just like Momochi kind of materialize around you and kind of group up with you as you uh, get to the last, we'll say 200 yards to what you would consider kind of the the barrier into Viridian City. As as these three join, you guys stop. Momochi stops everybody. And he turn, turns to all of you. Stay low. Don't draw attention. And he turns to you and he says, I'll be behind you in case something comes up. Being out this late, especially as a group, is going to be a huge red flag. Power is out all across Kanto, and the MPs will probably be on edge. On edge. Um, and if you'll pull up that map I just sent you. Got it. You kind of see uh, at the bottom of it, there's a road uh, that leads to kind of like a cylindrical block. Yeah. So Like that just is- to the left of the, I don't know, it looks like the... The rounded area. The rounded area we'll, we'll, to the for, right. For the sake. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the entrance to Viridian City, which is what you have mapped out in front of you. At the very north, you see like um, there's two circles at the north part of the map, the yep. left one being the larger one. Yep. There's a large cylindrical block above that. That's the exit to the city. 
large cylindrical block similar to the entrance there's like a, uh, a i say block but it's like a rectangle oh like, like a, gray a, rectangle. Yes, a rectangle <laughs> yeah, then, yes i see what you're talking i said about. block my fault um <laughs> so yeah shapes matter when you're trying to describe things uh that rectangle is the exit okay and to give you um, a little bit more knowledge, uh, because it wouldn't necessarily be fair otherwise, all the small blocks that we were t- talk, uh, talking before uh, that you said look like housing, those represent like high-rise condominium complexes. Wait, which ones? The, the ones that look like houses, they're all grouped together. It, uh, over the whole map. Yeah, over the whole map, yep. Those are hi- all high-rises. That represents, each block represents a condominium high-rise. One condominium. So a block is not like 20 high-rises. It is one large high-rise. Correct. Okay. Every other block, so the ones in the bottom right in the circle, for example, that's, um, that's a hu- those are huge manufacturing buildings. So that's a huge manufacturing building there. Um, middle of the map to the left, not residences, but those are manufacturing buildings. They're like sort of slightly bigger rectangles, kind of sapphire looking. Mm-hmm. Cool. In the middle of the map, uh, you know, in between the lower two circles, you have another one, one to the right of that. So essentially anything that's not a block with green space on it, in the middle of it, is a manufacturing complex. Right. All, all, all residential blocks are high rises. Everything else is like a factory. Correct. Okay. Except for the circles, which represent like a town square or like a market square or something like that. Okay. Is there a wall around the city as it appears Uh, on the map? There is, but there's no guard or gate or anything. There's nobody keeping you from entering this block undetected. So you kind of get to enter the city undetected. Okay. And um, your your goal is to make it up north to, to the exit. Momochi is behind you, but you can't see him. And the other three have dispersed and shot in a bunch of different directions. And you're kind of getting a um, a feeling that this is kind of a, a, a more of a stealth group within Void, maybe an infiltration group. That That's kind of the, the aura that they're giving off. So Momochi's there for your support behind you. And uh, it is up to you and your uh, stealth-based prowess Sleight of hand, if necessary, whatever you need to do to go from south uh, up, uh, up the exit to the north. And I will uh, say this, just from what you can see from where you're at, there's there's some MPs that are patrolling the streets, uh, as well as some Humvees patrolling the, st- the streets. So obviously you'll be able to hear the Humvees coming. The MPs, you might have to be a little bit more uh, alert for. Um, but... The floor is yours, my friend, to, to try and traverse this city undetected. And I am wearing like my regular clothes, right? Like my the the Jimmy so you, black slacks and black shirt. Um, yeah, so we, we have an opportunity here to make that what you want because you did have a guard uniform. I was I was I kind of assumed you put the guard uniform on over uh, your normal clothes. Oh, that's right. But but you get to level set if you want to have the guard uniform still on, if you want to have your regular clothes still on. Uh, but Momochi has advised you that uh, going undetected is going to be 100% the best course of action. So, okay, your call. And the guard uniform is like an MP uniform, right? Uh, yeah, as, as far as you can tell from the distance you're at, they seem to be fairly similar. That I believe we said it was kind of like that uh, blue, black, silver, kind of like digital digital camo 
So I would blend in with a high-rise, potentially, at a distance. Like it's an urban camouflage. Yes, correct. Okay. Yep, spot on. Okay. And I am just inside the gate right now, and I see guards somewhat in front of me in the distance. Yep, so this is kind of going to be one of those plug-and-play things, right? So you're going to make actions and movements, um, and we'll kind of have the the city unf- unfurl in front of you as you move so you can kind of make more educated decisions. But to get you started, you're, you're, uh, you're open to make those choices for yourself, and I'll kind of step in, and we'll, we'll kind of make it a, a game of cat and mouse kind of as you work your way through. All right, I am going to kind of drift over to the left toward um there's kind of what would that shape be called uh there's a little uh square northwest of the entrance looks like maybe what could be a church there it's like a rectangle with two points pointing to the right um, yeah. So for the sake of this, that represents a manufacturing uh, another manufacturing plant. But I, I I see where you're going. Okay. So it's like a plant, but it is in the middle of a bunch of these high rises, right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Spot on. Uh, when I'm looking around, are there any like do the high rises have like um, awnings or uh, kind of terrain features that I can hug a little bit? I want to be. My goal is to be kind of sneaky. Uh, I'm not trying to be seen but to not look extremely suspicious if someone does see me uh, and I have a chance to try to trick them into thinking I'm on their side. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I would say picture um, the entryway of a large uh, corporate building in a big city. So it might have like some decorative structures out in front of it, um, probably an awning over the main set of doors going through. Now it is a manufacturing establishment, but the the print of um, importance is all over the outside as well. So you definitely have some obstacles to maneuver between. And I'll say in front of this manufacturing plant is a parked Humvee with an MP standing in the back and one in the driver's seat facing east. So I'm standing next to this like backwards L. There's like a T intersection next to that backwards L across the plaza from the manufacturing building. I'm right there. And there's a Humvee with one MP. One MP in the back, one in the driver's seat, and they're facing straight east. Okay, I'm going to hug the... um, There's two skyscrapers to my left that go around the west side. I want to try to walk, not run, not crouch and creep, but walk with a purpose as if I am an MP, but also kind of hugging near the building so that if they don't see me, they don't see me to my west to go around the back of the uh, plant, if I can. Actually, I want to head for, it looks like there's kind of an earthen, I don't know if that's a ramp up or a ramp down, but there is some kind of earthen something on the west side. I want to walk towards that, if I can get to that. Uh, Yeah, so all the way on the west with that kind of that brown trail. Yeah. That we're going to consider that a, a border, like a border wall to the city. So that's like the edge of the city to move up. Um, so that's not like a trail for you to take is essentially what I'm saying. That's yeah, I'm not trying. Wall to I assumed it was some kind of barrier. I'm trying to get near it, but not on it. Perfect. So um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do two things here. You can either do kind of like a, a presence 
uh, deception check, like body language deception check. What about for the people that, or a stealth? It's your choice. What about performance or performance? Yeah, no, that's I'm totally fine with that too. Okay, yep. let's do performance. Okay. <laughs> Nine. Okay. Uh, and I rolled a six. So, um, <laughs> uh, the the two we'll, we'll say the two in the Humvee maybe uh, maybe are on a long uh, long shift exchange. Uh, they don't pay you any mind. They see you just walking by. Um, you do you do. Uh, let, let me actually give me an intelligence, just like uh, uh, just a straight intelligence, and it's not going to impact your success there, but just a straight intelligence. Four. Okay. Um, you make it past them, uh, no issue. So you're you're to the to the west. We'll say past the manufacturing plant, in between the last two condo buildings, kind of before that barrier we were just talking about. Um, and you have gone by undetected. Um, so your next moves are yours to be made. What what does it look like to the north of me? Uh, to the north, uh, you look up and two condo buildings to the north, you see a guard just peel back towards the center of the city. So maybe his, his, um, his route that he's patrolling, it, 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 it takes him in that back alley or in that back channel and then back towards the city. And you just saw him make the turn towards the city. Towards okay. the center of the city, I mean. I would. I, okay, well, I'm, so I'm going to head north, and I'm going to head quickly. Not running, but moving. I, maybe even, like, sneak jogging, kind of. Uh, whenever I'm not around other MPs who I might need to fool with a performance, I want to be moving quickly to get from point to point. Uh, and I'm just going to head straight north towards the uh, manufacture building uh, and until I... If he comes back. Okay. Uh, two stealth checks, please. First stealth check is a dirty 20. Okay. Second stealth check is a natural 20. Okay. So with the stealth check of the, uh, with the check of the natural 20, you're going to gain a bit more information. Um, so as you're running past, you actually see the guard that you just saw turn the corner. You can see his back and you recognize that he has um, uh, a, a walkie-talkie on his shoulder and also a, a firearm, but one that you haven't seen before. It's not. It's a. It's noticeably a firearm, but one that you can't identify as one you've seen other MPs carrying, and that rings the bell in your mind that you're also not carrying any of the equipment that these MPs seem to have. Okay, so I will not pass close scrutiny. They're, they're, it's going to raise alarm. So all of this in your cell check, like the lightning, like the lightning bolt strikes, and you're like, shit, I am missing something to kind of make this a full cell. Um, you make it to the ma- manufacturing plants, and I'm actually because of the natural twenty, you're going to get to make your next move to a, a location unencumbered. And obviously, don't say the finish line, but you know, <laughs> progress, uh, progress one more stage forward uh, without needing to make a roll. If you're doing another stealth attempt, like if you're going to do a deception, then it it doesn't carry over to that. Are these gray lines with circles that kind of curve around this manufacturing area? Is that a fence? Yes. What kind of fence? Chain link. So I could see into the. Can I see into this plaza in the middle of the plant? Uh. 
fr from where you are between the buildings, you can see, uh, we'll say 50% of what's in the middle of those manufacturing buildings. Do I see anything? Um, uh, you see another Humvee. Uh, you see a, 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 another Humvee parked facing north, so facing away from you. Um, and you see two MPs standing at the entrance of where there's that break in the fence. Where's there, that manufacturing break in the fence? And they're not just standing there. They are patrolling a little bit to the center back to where the opening is. Um, but there's two that are watching that entrance and the Humvee is watching the north entrance to that little, we'll call it the manufacturing park. Okay. Uh, here's what I would like to do. Can I use my natural 20 to hop the fence and be, let's say, at the bottom left corner of the um, bottom left, I don't know, sapphire? <laughs> That's what they look like. Um, I'll say yes to be to not be detected, but you do need to make um, an acrobatics or athletics check DC 8 um, to, to scale it successfully. All right. Acrobatics. Uh, eight. Okay, so you pass, but just like, just barely. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 what what actually surprises you out of this is you don't hear a single thing, but Momochi appears next to you, and he goes, maybe don't climb, climb any more fences. That looked a little rough. And then he just <laughs> kind of takes off uh, towards another building uh, and is out of sight before you even get to respond. Okay. Here's my next plan. Well, okay, so now that I'm over here, can I just kind of poke my head out and see, is there a guard on the bridge? No, there's not. Okay, so if I get past the Hummer, I'm on, I'm, I'm to the bridge. Yes. Okay. But the, so the Hummer is facing that, facing the bridge. It is facing the north, the bridge. Okay. So you being on the bridge might not, like, even if you get past it, you being on the bridge might open you up again to being seen. So here's what I want to do. Okay. I'm going to release Gothita. Okay. With the instructions to... Okay, so I'm at the bottom left corner. Yep. Here of these three sapphires. The mm -hmm. eastmost one is kind of tilted. Does that, yes. that make so sense? I'm just going to clarify for everybody at home. Sapphires represent manufacturing buildings. <laughs> Um, so the one is tilted. There's kind of a triangular grass space there between the easternmost one in this row and the middle one. See what I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So what I would like to do is send Gothita over so that she is under, is not visible. She's in that little space, kind of crouched under that Behind that building, so that they can't see her. Okay. But I can see her from where I'm at. Correct. Okay. I follow. And use fake tears. So that it sounds like there is a little girl crying over here. And okay. thereby distract the guards. Um, and is that a... I know I have to do a check on that. Is that a wisdom check? Um, yes. It's a wisdom DC 12. 
uh, four and seven. Uh, so, um, but, so you're trying to get the attention of the two guards that were kind of patrolling that entrance, correct? Yes. And as soon as I kind of, as soon as I realize that they're, as soon as I see that they're going towards her, or I, well, I guess I can't see, but I can't see both. Once she's cried a little bit and I hear like a rustling, like they're coming towards her, I want to suck her back up and head around the west side of these buildings, hoping that they are coming down to uh, explore the alley where she was just crying. Those two guards kind of stop in there. You you don't hear what they're saying, but there's some distinct chatter and you do hear it approaching your direction. I mean, even if it's not directly towards you, it's obviously getting closer, right? You can kind of hear their voice get, the voices get louder. Um, your next move, stealth or uh, performance to move, to move up. To move up. And just to be clear, this is like up the west side behind these two buildings or hugging the two buildings if it's not possible to go behind them up toward the bridge right that's my goal correct so you can you, you can get behind the um the middle left sapphire but you cannot get behind the northernmost left sapphire so you can do you can get behind one but not both you can get behind the first one not the second one in that case let's go performance i'll just stroll with a purpose uh as if i'm you know i'm we're all, we're all on the same team here, and I'm headed off to do something important. And I, But I am also walking quickly, and in the hopes that while they're looking back there, they don't see me. If that makes sense. Yep. So, performance check is a 23. Okay. Um, so, you make it... You get to put yourself somewhere in the north, like, before the bridge... Um, undetected for your next move. So you're, you are good to go. You've effectively cleared the Humvee until you kind of get back in their sight. The other two guards are, are completely away. Um, so there are still guys in the Humvee. There's there's just the guy that's sitting in the driver. The one that's in the back met the other two guards to go investigate the, the fake tears. But if I just walk out onto the bridge, he's going to see me immediately. Like he, the driver is sitting in the Humvee facing the bridge. He is, but I'm not going to say he'll see you automatically. What's the I'm lighting not... on the bridge? Uh, there is no lights on the bridge. Okay, and it's nighttime, right? I should have asked it that at the night. beginning. <laughs> um, I've I've continued this as nighttime, so you know, since you guys didn't dawdle at all um, at the Canto HQ, and you guys just kind of right got right back to it, I'll consider that we're still kind of like. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. type hours. So still pretty dark. Okay. The lights in front of the Humvee are on because it is nighttime. There are no lights on the on the bridge over the highway. So that's that that's the scenario you've got in front of you, and it is nighttime. Interesting. Is there anything around that I could toss? No, I don't want to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seize the opportunity I have here with the two other guards facing away. Uh, I'm going to say I'm standing kind of... There, there's a top building right next to the bridge, right to the west of the entrance to the bridge that's tilted to the side a little bit. Actually, I guess maybe it's not tilted to the side. Tilted to the side relative to the path to the bridge. Um, I'm standing directly to the right of that in that little grassy um, shape, which I maybe like... 
horse penis shape. Um, I am going to... Um, I'm going to straight sneak across the bridge in the dark. Okay, so straight s- stealth check. Stealth check is a 16. Um, I got a 17. So as you... I'm going to tell you what the, the guard, that the, the, the guy in the Humvee sees. Um, he just caught you just barely saw something moving in the night. He didn't like beat your stealth check enough to know that it's a person or whatever. Um, but he start he you hear the the Humvee rev up and he is slowly moving it forward so that the lights are moving towards you in the bridge. Just trying to he's carefully trying to see like what was that as uh, the Humvee's creeping forward. We'll say it five miles an hour. What? Like, an, like a slow creep. What? Do I do I what if anything do I see in front of me? You see a dark bridge, the dark bridge in front of you. It's not illuminated, uh, so that's that's just what you can see. Whatever you're, you know, you can see. Uh, we'll say ten feet in front of you, and you don't really see anything. It's kind of pitch black on the on the bridge. Uh, and to the left, when I get there, there's kind of a it's, it's sort of a block of on the map. It's kind of a block of houses that goes around the corner. Is that like just like a high rise? If I wanted to get across the bridge and dart immediately to my left, is there somewhere to dart? Yeah, so the, there's there's room between the high ri- the high rise condominium and like a, the fence surrounding the city. There is a a five foot gap there. Okay, so I I'm gonna run uh, and hope that I can stay out ahead of the lights. And as, and if I get to the end of the bridge, immediately cut to my left. The like the moment I drop off the bridge, so that if his lights go across, I am not exposed. Or well, what does the other side of the bridge look like? Is there like a fence or anything? Is there anything for me to dart behind? And by behind, I mean, would he be able to see me if I darted to my left immediately after the bridge? Um, Without you actually committing to that action, I can't tell you because you don't know what the other edge of the bridge looks like. The other side of the bridge looks like. Okay, well, I'm going to run. This is going to be like a decision on the fly type thing. Okay, I'm going to run and we'll see what everything looks like. My goal when I get across the other side is to find something to get behind before his lights reach me. Okay, so give me a. I know I know you're running, but I'd like for you to give me um, an acrobatics or ath- uh, athletics check. Let's call it acrobatics. Okay. Seventeen. Wonderful. So you're actually you're moving really fast, but you're also moving very deftly. So you're not making additional noise. You're just hooving it. Um, perception check as you kind of see the edge of the bridge. Uh, you're closing it on the edge of the bridge. Twelve. You kind of see that the bridge is formed up just like the other end of the bridge. Not much there. It's kind of like a straight pass across. But as you're closing in, you have... Um, you have kind of as as we were just talking about the edge of the high rise complex, five foot gap, and um, kind of like the thick city wall. But you also see another MP is making his patrol towards you, um, and I want you to either make a stealth or deception roll, depending on what you want to do. So like stealth would be like quickly diving between the like the fence and the uh, high rise for example like for a hiding attempt and uh the deception or performance would be to play off what's going on and operate past this mp let's go stealth okay stealth is an 18 
Okay. Uh, I got a natural 20 on the MP. So um, what what is your action? Where would you have tried to hide or what would you have tried to do? What I was going to try to do is uh, dart to the left around the southernmost uh building on the left and then go around it to the west so I could follow the curve of the city towards the uh, exit. Okay, so um, the MP casually strolls up, kind of sees you duck that way and uh, hey there, is everything alright? So he saw you, he saw kind of like the edge of the camo of you making the move. Um, he's approaching no, no, you don't sense hostility in, in this individual, uh, but he just shouts at you, hey, what's going on? Everything all right? So is does he see me right now or am I behind something? And he um, knows that I'm back he, there. He, he saw you make the cut, so he knows you're back there, but he doesn't have eyes on you. Like he knows you're back there, but he just saw you, like you, he clearly just saw you run and then go behind the building. Uh, so I will say back... Um, kind of with authority. Uh, thought I saw someone back here. Checking it out. Go around the other side of the building. Okay, yeah. Uh, give me a, a deception, per, or persuasion. Persuasion check, please. They are one and the same. Nine. <laughs> Natural one. He's in. He's all in. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get him. And, and, he ju- and you just hear... As he just takes off in the opposite direction, right where you told him to go. So he's going around the other side of the building. Instead of going where I had originally planned to go, I immediately double back to where he was and start walking down as if I had gone straight when I come across the bridge. So almost like you're hitting like where he was kind of patrolling? Exactly. Okay, cool. Um, So... um, everything's fine for kind of the like until you crest kind of that first alley uh between the left two condo complexes condo high rises uh so you get another option here to make a move the other guy is out of the way so you can do like a performance to kind of keep going or stealth if you want to you know do so whatever the the it's up to you so where am i standing between like there's two built there's Let's say, okay, I'm walking down the path that I just crossed the bridge. There's two buildings on my left. Then there's a little bit of a curve. And then the next high rise is like almost completely horizontal. One, two, three, four buildings. Which one am I? Where am I? Uh, you're kind of smack in the middle of all, all of them. So north of the intersection on the right, I'm at the alley. I'm at like the second alley. Yes. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. And he went down the first alley. Yep, to kind of flank around the building. So he, for all intents and purposes, out of, you're moving pretty quick uh, with a purpose, out of sight, out of mind. You don't have to worry about him unless that's where, unless you double back to that area. Right. Um, so just consider that to be a non-factor for the sake of moving forward. Okay, so I would like to go, I would like to bear towards the, um, the path that's going almost directly north to the northern edge of the city, but I want to peek around the corner to my right before I bounce out there and see what I can see. Um, so as you peek to your right, you see one Humvee pointed facing uh, towards like that, uh, just straight south, kind of where that opening is. So it's not facing me? No, it's okay. facing straight south. And then you see uh, two MPs kind of doing the same patrolling motion that you saw before, uh, going north from the city square towards the exit with just one guy now, because I already told you that that's what it is. There's one MP at the exit. 
Okay, so then I am going to go straight up north into that. So I'm at the northern boundary of the city between yep. this rectangular building and the one that curves. What yep. does the city wall look like? Um, 30 foot high, um, wooden uh, wooden slats, but like very, uh, very tightly made. Uh, so there's not a lot of handholds or, uh, uh, or, or locations to grip if your idea was to scale it by hand. What about the building that I'm standing at the corner of? Any way to go up in there? Uh, the first, there's little, um, there's little, um, balconies that aren't connected. So it's not like a fire escape, but each little condo has a balcony about three feet wide. Um, we'll say six feet long. Does it look occupied? I mean, it's, it's a huge high rise. There's various lights on all over the place. And each one kind of has this mirroring balcony going up. Uh, am I near an entrance? Can I see in? Is there a doorman? Uh, you're not near the entrance to the... Hmm. Uh, the the entrance to this condo complex faces the city square. Are there any, let's say, service exits or open windows? Uh, no open windows, uh, but make, uh, make a perception check. Eight. Uh, yeah, no open windows, and there is one iron door with no handle to the exterior, completely, completely closed off. You don't know if it's locked or if you can pry it open, but that's the one door that you see on the backside of this uh, condominium high-rise. Okay, so DM ruling. Gothita, the only psychic type move Gothita knows is confusion, but she is a psychic type. Can I... See if she can exert some psychic force outward on the door. Like, try to pull it open with her mind and see if that works. Uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. 100%. Okay. Let's, I, I, would, I release Gothita and tell her to see if she can open the door with her mind. Uh, make, a, make a, just roll as if you were attacking it with confusion, but we know what you're doing. Okay. Ten. Um, surprisingly, the door just kind of clicks a little bit and pops open. Okay. I go inside. Uh, it's, it's kind of like an emergency stairwell, maybe for a fire, a fire exit of some sort. Um, it just kind of spirals and on, you know, you can kind of see up the first flight and see that the doors labeled first floor. And that's like how you could exit the, uh, or, uh, you know, go into the hallway of the first floor. Okay. So my goal is to go up to a floor, which is roughly equal to the top of the wall. Okay. And either jump or perhaps make a bridge with uh, timbers log two four by four over the wall so I can get to the other side of the wall without actually but basically bypass the actual entrance and climb over the wall from inside this building so I go up however many floors I judge that to be uh, top of your head you think that's four Okay. Uh, wall's 30 feet high. Fourth floor will at least put you above it so you have a chance at getting out. If you went to the third floor, you'd be whatever. Uh, we'll say a couple feet short. So fourth floor. You go up to the fourth floor. Um, the, the door that leads you to the corridor of the fourth floor is unlocked. You're able to go, and it's just rows and rows of condo, condo doors on um, each side with different, obviously, door numbers, 401, 402, all the way on each side. Um, doesn't seem to be a lot of commotion out here, so you, you kind of get to move freely. Okay. I am going to say I look for a door that's dark on the inside. 
which I assume is most of them, because uh, it's nighttime. But I definitely don't want to go towards a door that is uh, lit up or that I can hear people talking inside. So think of it more of like rows of like hotel doors where you wouldn't be able to see in, but you can kind of gauge by listening. Um, so give me a perception check. Seven. Okay. Um, you don't feel confident that any of these are empty or there aren't people moving around inside of them. Um, try another floor, try again, knock on a door, deceive somebody. How, how you play it from here is, is up to you, but you didn't get a clear kind of gauge on which one might be worth getting into. Do I have a gun? You do not have a gun. <laughs> but I am in an MP uniform and I have my dusty Dugnut badge. Uh, as far, yeah, as far as I, I know. Here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I am going to release Timber. No, I, well, yes, I'm gonna release Timber, but I'm not gonna have him do what I just thought to have him do. I'm gonna pick a door about halfway down and try to uh, sleight of hand the lock if I can. Uh, okay, DC 10. 19. Uh, no, sorry, that's not true. 15. Yeah, pop, it pops open. A little bit of a jiggle. Uh, maybe not as quiet as you would have liked it to be, but uh, you did the job pretty efficiently, um, and you uh, the door's open. I would like to enter the room uh, quietly but quickly and okay. see what's in front of me. TV is on um, in, the, in the living room, but... Uh, you don't see anybody, um, and you don't hear any commotion in this room outside of just the TV being on. So I can see into the living room. There's no one in here. It's just this TV is on. The TV is on. People might be asleep in bed, something. There's no people awake that you can tell. Just the only noise from the room is the TV's on. Okay. I, I want to quietly cross the room to look out the window and ascertain what I need to do to get across the way. Or okay. you said there's a balcony. Yeah, there's a balcony. Mm -hmm. uh, can I see out onto the balcony? Uh, there's just one uh, chair on the balcony um, and just those same railings you kind of saw going all the way up from your outside look. But the balcony, there's no one on there. Uh, okay, I would like to quickly cross the room, quickly and quietly cross the room and go out onto the balcony. Okay, give me a stealth check. 11. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you make you make it out there. You make it out there. Um I, I would say, um, for the sake of the exercise, you made it out there, but when you closed the balcony door or, or, or something made just a little bit more noise, so you made it quickly, but you're starting to hear some rustling back inside, uh, back inside the condo, and I'm putting you on a two-minute timer to figure out how you want to try and cross off this balcony. Okay. Uh, go. What do I see across from me as far as... What's, what's the situation across from me? How far is it? Uh, it's about seven feet. It's seven feet to the top of that wall. How long is Timbers 4x4? Four four? It is not seven feet. Um, it, it is, it is uh, I think, by the way, he holds it two feet, three feet, whatever. It's not more than three feet. Um, hmm, interesting. I will seven feet. How far is that? Seven feet, but you're above above it by about 
I don't know how like floor dimensioning works, but we'll say you're uh, five feet above the top of the wall, but it's seven feet away. Okay, get to do some quick math on that hypotenuse. Um, I well, so I'm gonna suck timber back up. I just want to. It, it's a straight acrobatics roll to jump to get up on the balcony railing and try to jump across. Yeah, I like it. I'm down with that. Okay. And it, what am I landing on if I jump across? Like, is there a walkway on top of the wall, or am I just kind of grabbing no, onto a, the top it, of the it, wall? It's about uh, 18 inches, two feet thick, the top of the wall. So you could like stand up and move from there, um, but it's not. It's not like rail thin, and there's not a designated walkway either. Right. I'm not like combat rolling onto a 10 foot wide top of the wall. Correct. Okay. All right. Let's jump. See what happens. 16. You you make it with like your uh, just a chest thud, like kind of like on the edge, like oof, and your arms kind of go over the edge. So you've successfully made it to the wall. You just need to yank yourself up and figure out how you're going to get down the other side. Okay, uh, I'm going to kind of hold on and uh, see if I can... Is it plausible for me to let go with one hand, release Timber, and ask him to help pull me up? He's very strong. Yeah. Okay, I release Timber onto the top of the wall and kind of reach out for him to try to... Well, well, let's say maybe he offers me the 4 by 4 so I can grab it and he kind of helps me try to scramble up. Uh, Yeah, totally fine. Um, Make it... um... Is is pound a strength based attack? Yes. Just make a roll for pound or, or a roll for uh, a d twenty with your uh, timber strength. Well, timber strength is plus three, but hit for pound is plus six. So. Oh yeah, so make it for pound then. Twenty two. Uh, he easily gets you up, and we'll say um, we'll say because of his high roll. Um, you can you can use that motion to uh, get an advantage to cl- to climb down the ro- to climb down the wall if you're using timber again to aid you down the other side. Can I? Well, I don't. know. What does the other side of the wall look like? Same as the the other side, straight, flat, no handholds. Straight, flat, no handholds. However, you're not in like city streets anymore. There's there's kind of like some uh, some dirt. It looks like maybe dirt was mounded up along that side. So the drop isn't as clean as it would be inside the city. It's actually a little bit more, uh, we'll say, fall friendly. Okay. Uh, let's do this. Yeah, let's say he just kind of carries over the momentum and swings me over and then drops me down the other side. However far down that lets me go, I'm kind of hanging from the 4x4. Four four. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll just drop and kind of try to slide down the other side as gracefully and uninjuredly as I can. Awesome. So um, give me an acrobatic roll with advantage. The first roll is a 21, and the second roll is a 15, so 21. So you essentially take this momentum, and as you kind of are brought back on that side of the wall, it's almost like you uh, slide down the wall like uh, on your feet like it's a half pipe or something. Like you just kind of one hand on it, and you just slide down. Maybe like in a Nintendo video game when you jump on a wall and you slide down. Uh, you kind of do one of those numbers, and you make it safe and sound on the other side. Um, I assume I, you know, here, here you get a, a quick option to do what you'd like with timber. 
I will just pull out a ball and suck him back up. Okay. And then um, um, I guess I'm meeting north of the city, so I will track quietly, say, northeast toward where I believe I am supposed to meet people. I stay in the woods away from the path where I might be seen, uh, but I am headed towards the path. Everybody, this is Joe, your June. Hope you're enjoying listening to episode 13. Just want to promote and encourage a couple things here. Uh, number one, iTunes reviews. If you haven't left us one yet, either season one or season two, what you're listening to now, um, we would really, really appreciate you leaving that review on iTunes. It helps us jump up the charts and helps more people find out about the show. Um, secondly, if you want to f- support the show financially, you can go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. You get special perks even at just a dollar a month. Um, and those that donate $10 a month get some extra content. They get videos of each episode that we record. So we record the audio, we record the video. Um, we share both with the uh, $10 or more patrons, our master trainers. And they also get a special shout out here in the mid-roll of every episode um, as a thank you. So Andre K, Jello Crew, Tarkin Davis, Rip the Cord, Darth Nate, Nokamas, Holly Roxana, Rockinars Woodshop, Strive for Honor, Max Bender, Nicholas Hedinger, Hedinger, Patrick Smith, Zach Gunther, Barth Vader, Ben Fisher, Joshua Harris, Tequiera Mercado, Cubicle Pirate, John Dwyer, Dana Story, Eilis the Friar, Craig Spaulding, Joseph Vidimos, Mark Albright, Caitlin Harvey, Lorne Rouse, James Wallingford, Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Fumbles O'Brien, Spoopy Fondue, 8-Bit Wizard, Sam J. O. Melton, Jason Cumberland, Team Finch, Charles Hollow, Chris Nelson, Adam Hoffling, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Raver E. Alice, Brandon Galbraith, Super Average Jason, Brendan Endicott, Grant Trickle, Liquor Locker, and that is it. So thank you all so, so much for your donations to the show. Um, something else we started for the $10 patrons, and we're starting this month, since it is June 1st, we're going to be giving out a $40 gift card to Redbubble to uh, search and browse our merchandise on our Redbubble store so you can buy something uh, the Tavern Cast related. Or actually anything on Redbubble, you actually can uh, can go and search around and, and whatever you want for 40 bucks. So um, we will do that drawing. Actually, you know what? I'll do that drawing right now. I got these names up. Let me randomly, with the power of podcasting, I'm going to get to cut this down. All right, I just did the drawing. I put everybody in a random order and selected uh, uh, randomize, and your winner is John Dwyer. So, John, congratulations. I'll be sending you an email based off your Patreon email um, for a $40 gift card to the Redbubble store. Thank you so much for your donation to the show um, and your support. And for all of you listening out there, have a good week, have a good couple weeks, and enjoy the rest of Episode 13. Peace out.
So I'm not going to spoil alert you too much. There's no woods out in front of you. It's called Viridian Forest, but there's no no woods in front of you. Um, Momochi actually cuts you off. He's like, glad you made it. I had n- I never thought you would have gone inside to get away from people, <laughs> but uh, it's it's totally okay. Um, as uh, he kind of stops you there, and the other three uh, from the from the unit kind of uh, regroup with you guys, and as you turn to kind of face uh, Viridian Forest. Um, it's just acres and acres of 10-story tall antenna towers that just cover the landscape. Um, and uh, there's a single two-lane road kind of bisecting all the towers that leads you straight north to your true destination of uh, Pewter City. So uh, as you guys are making your way through this path, uh, Momochi puts his hand up and, and stops everyone again. And he turns to you. We're a bit, we're a bit ahead of schedule. Uh, let's rest up here. And everybody immediately in the team unfurls kind of like a, a, a small blanket from their waist pack and uh, just kind of sits down to take a break. And Momochi tosses you one. Um, and he, he kind of makes a small small little fire, a very small, compact fire um, as, as the night air is starting to bite a little bit. And he turns to you and he says, uh, so tell me, Jimmy, have you learned anything about the government or avarice since you've been in void? Uh, well, yes, they're, uh, up to all sorts of devious activities, which I had always assumed quite honestly. Uh, but now I know a little bit about which devious activities they're up to. He, he turns, he turns to you and he got a a big, a big, uh, shit eating grin on his face. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, I think that's how a lot of people uh, in Void <laughs> feel. Not man, many people know this, not even in Void, but uh, since uh, you and your friend's revelation of the face on Poyen and the kid you came across at Dunright, my team, and he kind of throws a thumb over his shoulder, has been digging at the history of the government and avarice and how those are linked together and kind of managed to uncover uh, quite a bit. Once we knew what connected the dots, the image came into focus quite easily. Avarice doesn't just support the government. We think they are the government. Um, And this is kind of, uh, this is what we were able to figure out so far. 250 years ago, a young man named Felix Avarice started Avarice Industries as a small technology business here er, here in Johto. At first, he began with creating machines that assisted in everyday life. The small businesses found the small business found almost instant success, and this allowed for the investment into larger tech development. Soon, the company dipped its toes into researching and inventing construction equipment, and eventually formed its own land development branch. Avarice Industries was born, having an eye for a much larger swath of money and power. Yet a new branch of Avarice Industries was created. Avarice Dynamic Defense, or ADD. Over the next 30 years, Avarice Industries began to spread across Johto, planting seeds in the utility, food, and pharmaceutical industries. 80% of the land in Johto was in some way owned by Avarice Industries or one of its shell companies. The founder, Felix, now in his 60s, and his son in his 20s, Calvin, was named the head of Avarice Industries so Felix could turn his gaze to the position of region head of Johto. 
At the time, a region head, or RH, was the democratically elected representative of the region's interests. It was a landslide victory. The creations of Avarice Industries emphasized the need for the person over the Pokemon, and Felix's political platform reflected this as well. His vision struck a chord with all the people of Johto. During his first term, unemployment plummeted, the phrase people over Pokemon became a battle cry of the working class, rippling past the borders of Johto and taking root in other regions. A ground squall began to happen, and for the first time in centuries, the purpose you had in society didn't just depend on owning a specific Pokemon. Low-income individuals with limited access to obtaining a Pokemon were finding success and financial stability in this new industrialized Johto. The message spread and the rumblings of revolution began. Felix fed these fires of, of revolution whenever the opportunity presented, and meanwhile, his son Calvin began investing and expanding avarice dynamic defense. All the while, buildings, skyscrapers, manufacturing plants, and military bases sprung up like weeds, eating away at nature. Bzzz, the what the fuck was that? An angry, three-foot-long green bug swoops down and knocks Momochi over. He trains his watch on it. Yanma. Yanma is a capable of seeing 360 degrees without having to move its eyes. It is a great flyer that is adept at making sudden stops and turning midair. This Pokemon uses its flying ability to quickly chase down targeted prey. And he, he turns to you, Jimmy, uh, it's a wild one, and my Pokemon's pretty banged up. Get it! Okay. I roll initiative. Sure, sure. Shit, isn't Yanma bug and flying? Yes. Cool, so he's super effective against both of my Pokemon. Uh, initiative is 20, dirty 20. Okay, I got a five, so you are up. All right, so Timber's still out. We'll go with Timber. Um, obviously not going to try a low kick in that he is high because he's flying. Um, so uh, gonna going to tell Timber to pound and he's just kind of comically running around with his four by four swatting like he would be swatting a fly but with a giant you know four by four and that's that's his okay. attempt at a pound and the pound roll is a natural 20 <laughs> that hits <laughs> hopefully I do not kill this Pokemon which I am trying to catch uh, 1d12 plus 3 is an eight? Uh, well, eight plus. I, I always forget. Do we add the modifier? Do we double the modifier or just the roll? Double the roll, add the modifier. So that is nineteen damage. Holy shit! Um, you send this Yanma flying, and it kind of flutters to the ground. And you hear Momochi. If if you think it's weak enough, throw throw a void ball at it. That's the way to catch the wild ones. And uh, Yanma has to spend its whole turn recovering from this massive attack and takes back to flight and swoops towards um, back towards Timber to re-engage in battle. I just want to throw a Void Ball at it. Okay. And um, it felt like a pretty, pretty glancing blow. And give me one moment, because uh, I th if you want to help, we have to look up how that actually goes. <laughs> and I think I think it's I think it's a ranged attack. 
of some sort. I feel like such a boob right now. Let me see. I've got the PHB here. Okay, so page eight is catching Pokemon, if I can get to Here we go. Okay, so to, the DC to catch a Pokemon is 10 plus the Pokemon's base uh, uh, rating, uh, plus its level, plus its remaining HP divided by 10 rounded down. Okay, so um, it's still got some a decent amount of HP, So, uh, but I'm going to give you um, a plus two on your roll because you just walloped it with a critical hit. And it's trying to recover from that. So plus five to hit. Did you? Well, that's with the plus two as well. Yeah. Okay. So nineteen. <laughs> um, just describe. You you do catch it. Describe what it looks like. Um, it's it's coming back at me. It's a dragonfly. It's kind of badass. It's actually a little. Uh, <laughs> it's maybe not. It's more badass when it evolves. Yanma is. Uh, but dragonfly, you know. Sort of beady eyes, headed straight at me. Hunter's look, um, trying to come at Tenbur and get him again. And I just hit him straight on the forehead with the Pokeball. And it it pops open and sucks him up. Uh, The ball falls to the ground and teeters left and right once, left and right again. uh, Left and right for a third time and begins to shake violently as finally it... It closes, uh, closes completely shut, and you have caught yourself a level five Yanma. Hell yeah. 12 HP left, and it has negative three loyalty to you. Okay. So my thing says that Yanma at level five should have 58 HP. That can't be right, can it? No, that's right. Oh, it just was kind of hurt when I started. Yeah, it was just a wild Pokemon. You don't know what, what it's been, you know, what it's been doing. Got um, it. So you said he has how much left? 12? 12. 12 HP left. What was the DC on that catch? It was an 18. Really? <laughs> yeah. I I wondered when I did it, I was like, eh, maybe I'm getting a little too, uh, I'm a little too excited by that critical hit, but I didn't want to miss him. I didn't want to accidentally kill him, I mean. Um, all right, so I got Yanma. Uh, right now he's got two features, which I can't have, right? Uh, yeah, you get to pick one. So either speed boost, this Pokemon is active in an environment related to its type, its trainer gets advantage on initiative rolls, or compound eyes gets plus one to attack rolls. I'm going to give him compound eyes. Okay. Plus one to attack rolls. Um, let me look at his moves. He's got tackle, foresight, quick attack, and double team. Yep, and that's that's what he has now, so you'll have to wait till it levels up before you can change those. Oh, and I guess I will... Uh, you get to choose if it's male or female, but it has clumsy nature. Let me get a boy dragonfly. Clumsy gives it dex plus two, wisdom minus two. Sure. Uh, when I think clumsy, I think dexterous. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's all of its... And its loyalty is at negative three. We're, uh, the the real barrier because yours is naturally starts at a higher level is that you're really going to have to work through this loyalty issue with okay. this Pokemon. And remind me what what negative three loyalty does. Uh, they have no need to impress or obey their trainers and actively disobey their trainers. Uh, Pokemon at this level add negative three to any saving throw they make. In addition, before activating a move, a trainer must roll higher than a fifteen on a DC twenty or the move fails. Yikes. 
So this Pokemon is uh, a, a not, high level. We're not pals. High level, but it is not. It's not a big fan of uh, of old Jimmy uh, Abignail. Actually, while we're talking about leveling and stuff, let's go through what your level was at the uh, at the end of the last episode. Yeah. So I added. Uh, I got the. I activated the class feature of Grunt, which gives me uh, once per fight I can impose disadvantage, which is very helpful. Um, and I also got um, Grunt lets me pick between proficiency and, I believe, sleight of hand, deception, or stealth. I already had sleight of hand and stealth. Or, I'm sorry, I already had sleight of hand and deception, so I gave myself proficiency and stealth, which obviously came in quite handy um, on this uh, little jaunt tonight. And uh, I rolled, I got a D8 hit dice, and I rolled a 7 and a 2. So I uh, got some more HP, not a ton of it. And... Uh oh, and I I added two to my charisma, so I'm plus four in charisma, so I'm quite 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 proficient uh, at my sneakery and uh, uh, and lies now. Okay, and you had four levels to distribute among your Pokemon with a limit of three into one, so you had to give at least one level to one of uh, to your Pokemon. So how did you uh, move them forward? Yeah, so I did uh, two to, did I do two to Timber and two to, yeah, I must have. Two to Timber and two to Gothita, um, which didn't, just boosted them up a little bit. Um, Gothita got some extra wisdom, so she's plus two now, makes her hit with the confusion a little better. Uh, Timber, I don't think actually got any, Timber was already, yeah, no, Timber, I increased his strength again, I believe. Yeah, I must have. So every, everybody's just a little bit stronger, well, as one would expect, from, uh, you know, leveling up. So what levels are your, just to recap, Timber and Gothita? Timber is level five, and Gothita is level four. Okay, cool. And now you have a level five Yanma. So that's that's pretty yes. pretty exciting. So let's put, let's put uh, the cap on this uh, end of the line here, so... Yeah, and and by the way, this can be off the record too. Uh, Yanma does not evolve at level five, so he's not actually in danger of evolving anytime soon. Um, as you uh, <clears throat> as you catch the Yanma and you're registering it into your uh, into your watch into the decks, Momochi just kicks dirt on uh, over the fire, kind of gets everybody going. It's like we, uh, that was too much ruckus, and we've uh, we need to move now. Uh, so as you guys just pack up your stuff, you keep heading north uh, along this this uh, this road that kind of bisects all these huge uh, towers, um, and you make it to the edge of Viridian uh, Viridian Forest and Pewter City. Um, and as you roll up, uh, you see uh, you see a, a, a void aerialist holding the reins on. Uh, six Pokemon, three reins to each Pokemon in each hand. And your watch triggers once again. Noctowl. Noctowl never fails at catching prey in darkness. This Pokemon owes its success to its superior vision that allows it to see in minimal light and to its soft, supple wings that make no sound in flight. The aerialist throws uh, throws the reins in your hand as you mount this knocked owl, and you guys push off the ground, 
and take off southeast. Southeast.